From Electric Forest Radio, this is Forest Today. On the show today, we're focusing on the Barrier Project that debuted at last year's festival and will be returning for EF 2019. The project's a collaboration with the nonprofit To Write Love on Her Arms and provides an opportunity for everyone to set an intention for the weekend, develop goals, recognize the words and symbols that create distance between us, break down our barriers, and start our electric forest experience with a deep breath of fresh air. We do so by together building a physical wall filled with an artistic representation of those intentions and then collectively dismantling it at the end of the weekend to leave our barriers behind. To chat more about the Barriers Project and their nonprofit as a whole, we caught up with a member of the Two Right Love on Our Arms team at the end of last year's festival. My name is Chad Moses. I work for To Right Love on Our Arms, and we are a nonprofit organization that exists to present hope and find help for anyone struggling with depression, addiction, self-injury, and suicide. And uh, we've been partnering with the festival, uh, just trying to uh, allow this space to be a place where all of you is welcome. That includes your questions and your journey with mental health, uh, that everyone at the forest is arriving with a context. And uh, we hope that uh, we can celebrate that context and also uh, provide some sense of connection, some sense that you are seen, you're heard and valued while you're here. Sure. So the name itself, tell me about the inspiration behind that. Yeah. So that's a, uh, a short question with a potentially a long answer. I'll sure. try to keep it concise. Yeah. But to write Love on Our Arms, originally that was the name of a story, a literal two-page piece of writing that appeared on MySpace. And it was about our friend Renee. So she was and is the her. And the story was about her first five days in recovery from cocaine addiction and finding help with self-injury all through the context of community. Hmm. Uh, so as people uh, came across this story, this was back in 2006, so everyone was on MySpace. Yeah. Uh, people began to reach out saying, hey, you know, this story, it sounds a lot like my dad or sounds a lot like my best friend or it sounds a lot like me are hope and help options for me as well. Mm. Uh, so we grew as a response to your response to the story. And for the past 12 years, we've really existed uh, to be a bridge to connect anyone that's looking for help to that help. So outside of the, of the festival circuit... Um, tell me a little bit about you know how else we can engage and, and find you. Yeah, so often people uh, ask, where are you from? Uh, uh-huh. And I answer that in, in threefold ways. So sure. uh, practically, we're based online. That's where most people interact with us. Okay. So uh, our website is a great central hub of information, whether that's looking for resources or just looking for ways to get involved. And that's TWLOHA.com. Okay. Uh, physically, our headquarters is down in Florida, uh, okay. and that's where our team of 15 uh, spends uh, the majority of their time just trying to find creative ways to engage people wherever they naturally come together. Music festivals being uh, kind of my niche, but uh, we're also out on the Warp Tour this year. Uh, we're constantly doing speaking engagements at mm. high schools, at colleges, at communities of faith, really anywhere that uh, people are, are open to having this discussion, we want to show up encourage that conversation and direct people in the, uh, to avenues for, for hope and help for treatment and recovery. Um, personally, yeah, this is one of about, uh, 40 different live music events that we're at this year. So last year, I, it sounds like you come up with a different sort of project that is, um, present on site each year. You want to tell us a little bit about 
what you've worked on the last three years? Yeah, totally. So when this started uh, back in 2016, it was a simple, just open invitation. Just, hey, we we believe in the message. We believe in the work. We believe in this ongoing conversation of mental health. Uh, how can you guys fit this to our audience? Mm. So we came out with this uh, campaign that we call RSVP that we actually still have on site this week, mm. where we invite people to write down the one thing that you wish you could say, uh, and then later come back and take the one thing that you needed to hear this week. Mm. The idea is if you can feel a sense of connection on paper anonymously at a festival, then that sense of connection is probably present back home consistently face to face. Uh, So the next year they said, hey, that went great. Uh, We have an opportunity to literally electrify that. What about this? How about we get an artist in the forest making anonymous phone calls and having a voice conversation with people? And that played out in spectacular fashion with uh, with Bass Nectar and uh, that video is still I believe available on, uh-huh. on the EF website yeah. um, and many of you guys have probably already seen it but it's always worth revisiting as well uh, this year they said hey uh, we have something that is ugly that we want to beautify and make creative and purposeful mm. uh, and that's with these barriers these concrete barriers that um, provide uh, legal safe distances between attendees and different uh, pieces of the festival grounds. Um, so in conversation with the Madison House team, we said, yeah, you know, I think we could absolutely use these barriers, use these walls to our advantage. So this year out at Main Street, we are inviting people to set an intention on this 8 by 16 foot ceramic tile wall. Uh, the invitation's pretty simple. Just write down words or phrases or symbols that represent uh, distance between you and a sense of real connectedness, that the forest exists to bring people together. Mm-hmm. But we all came here with a context. We all came here with a story. We all came here with some baggage that we didn't mean to bring, or maybe that even came uninvited. But early on in the week, just leave it at the wall. That does not need to follow you inside. Uh, conversely, we're also inviting people to use this wall to list some aspirations that eventually this wall, it will fall. On Mm -hmm. Sunday, we're going to dismantle this wall. And when that comes down, that's going to leave plenty of space for us to build something more beautiful together. So feel free to add to the wall aspirations, things that you're hoping to build towards as we tear something else down. Mm -hmm. Uh, And at the end of the week, we're distributing pieces of that wall to people just as a reminder that the barriers in your life, they can, they should, and, and they will fall. Nice. Um... And the response has been pretty positive so far? It's been amazing. Uh, We've had uh, various artists come by and and collaborate, kind of tie some ideas together. It's funny, when the wall begins, uh, people are typically staying in their own little, like, six-inch by six-inch space. And the metaphor really plays out in a beautiful way that over time we run out of this space Mm -hmm. of our own barriers, of our own creation, and we have to... Uh, default to overflow onto someone else's that all of our stuff is intertwined. You see people walking by the wall saying, Oh man, like someone already wrote what I was going to write. Well, no man, you can write that too. That's the beauty that there's healing and acknowledging the spaces between us. That's how we close the gap. And then there's even more healing and seeing that come down, just proof that these aren't permanent. Uh, I I rarely have to go all the way through the spiel before people are reaching for a brush Uh uh, to add to it. So it's uh, not only is the the festival, you know, creation team just so creative, but everyone that comes here 
they get it. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're ready to talk. They're ready to collaborate. So, yeah, it's been an awesome reception. So you mentioned you're present at a lot of different festivals throughout the year. What can you speak to um, that sets Electric Forest apart from maybe some of the other events that you're a part of? Yeah, Electric Forest has one of the strongest cultures of any festival that I've ever experienced. And this will forever be uh, a gap that I circle on my calendar that I I want to come here, not just for the lights, not just for the music, but for the people that show up. Mm -hmm. Uh, The people that now uh, we've had a three-year relationship with, you know? Um, people that we met on year one, our, our friends in the jellyfish, uh, working on sobriety programming here. Like these are people that I need to see a piece of my heart needs to see these stories continue to unfold. Uh, just last night, uh, had some friends that I met two years ago, uh, asking me, Hey, have you seen, have you seen our other friend Shane? Like he's been looking for you guys here. And you know, like that, there's something special about that, that people, uh, first were surprised to see us. And then they were happy to see us back. And now we're at the point where they're expecting Mm. to see us, that our flags and our booth and our faces, they represent, again, just that that sense of feeling known and heard and and significant. Um, We we don't exist as an organization without these stories that we're able to hear. And I'd say that this festival doesn't exist without the stories that continue to show up each and every year. So what sets you guys apart is this amazing world that you've created, apart from the music, apart from the lights, apart from the forest itself, but from this uh, collection of, of brave, bold, and, and uh, deliberately uh, connected hearts. Awesome. Uh, is there a particular maybe story or moment that stands out for you at Electric Forest? Um, maybe an interaction with a particular participant or there is okay. uh so this guy shane that i just mentioned uh-huh. uh our first year we were doing that postcard campaign mm-hmm. and he took a card that said uh i love you i love you i love you you are loved and uh i didn't realize that that, that was the card that he took that year but he took it and he took it to heart he took it home he put it on his mirror and he looked at that card every single day uh, so for the 365 days that stood between his leaving the forest and his return to the forest, he made uh, beaded bracelets, mm. uh, one a day for wow. the next time he'd come to the forest to distribute. And every single one of them came with a card that he hand wrote that said, I love you. Mm. I love you. I love you. You are loved. Wow. 365 people at this festival now have that bracelet. Mm. And I've encountered these people at places like Firefly, at places like Bonnaroo, at places uh, at, uh, you know, Base Nectar, Ticketed Events that are still wearing that bracelet. And they, you know, they're they're just getting kind of the next generation of this story that's unfolding. And and that's that's the beauty of this, that most people that have heard about to write love in our arms didn't hear about us through me or through one of my staff members, but they heard about it through someone else resonating with the story and passing it on. Uh, people doing these, uh, projects of goodwill just to make sure that people that they encounter feel loved. Mm. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to, to seeing Shane again this year. Cause I'm sure he has something else wild up his sleeve just to, uh, continue drawing people together. The conversation around mental health, I think, has been uh, ever more present recently, especially yeah. in the in the dance music community. 
any just any thoughts on on kind of the recent happenings and and, and yeah you know i mean i think we can name the elephant in the room like we've this past year alone uh the past 52 weeks have, have brought a lot of heartache uh you know and since uh, last time I came here, you know, we've we've had to say goodbye to Chris Cornell from Soundgarden. We've had to say goodbye to Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park. We've had to say goodbye more recently to Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade. And and this is all kind of drawing to the forefront that these issues, uh, they're equal opportunity, right? Uh, I have a friend named Claire, and she wrote a response to some of the more recent losses. And she said that uh, you don't have to look vulnerable to be vulnerable. Mm. That you... You know, depression doesn't care how good you are at your job. That you know, these these artists, uh, they they have their own stories as well. These creators, you know, they're not immune to pain. And I think, if we're honest, maybe that's a bit uh, a huge bit about what draws us to them. That you know, can if you think for a moment about your favorite artist, your favorite album, your favorite song, it's probably your favorite because it reminds you of something true in your own life. And, uh, and we believe that, that that needs to continue to play out in obvious ways that, you know, you don't need to have every bit of your life figured out. You don't need to have your, your festival attire totally figured out to be valued. Uh, and if that's the struggle, then, then surely the issues that deal with our head and our heart are even more important. But again, music festivals exist because this is a community. These are people that rely on one another. So we hope that the message that you take away from this weekend or any other festival that you go to, that your life, just like the songs you're listening to, it, it's something that deserves to be sung about, uh, to be danced to. Uh, maybe it deserves some screams, but it definitely deserves an audience. It deserves having a point of connection uh, that has eye contact, that has shoulders, that has ears, that has the ability to look you back and say, you know, maybe I don't understand all the details, but but I feel it. I get it. And you're not going to go through this alone. Well, thanks so much for all the work that you all do here and across all the other events and online and everything else. It's greatly appreciated. Um, reflected right back at you. This is uh, an honor to be seated right across the table from you. Cool. Any other thoughts you want to add? Yeah, you know, I'd say... Um, there, there is such thing as uh, as festival withdrawal. So mm-hmm. if you're listening to this on the, um, you know, kind of as the dust is beginning to settle, metaphorically and, and physically, <laughs> right. uh, that it's okay to not be okay, but you don't have to navigate kind of that sense of withdrawal alone either. Um, so if you have any questions on, on where you can turn to uh, to continue this journey of mental health, uh, please visit our website, twloha.com. Uh, if you or a loved one is going through a tough time, we do have some great friends in a network called Crisis Text Line. And at any time, day or night, if you don't feel like you can connect to a counselor or, or a friend or a family member, you can text any word to uh, 741741, and that'll get you immediately connected to a trained responder to help you navigate what we're going through. Uh, the reality is I've never had to experience an electric forest without you, Kent, or without anyone listening to this. And i rather not imagine an electric forest without you. So if you uh, need help, uh, you're allowed to seek that help. And we'd be honored to help you uh, kind of narrow your options. Thanks to Chad for the thoughtful conversation. You can join in on the project by visiting the booth on Main Street inside the GA Camping Grounds and find more info anytime at electricforestfestival.com. 
That wraps up today's program. For more episodes of Forest Today, the Brainery Hour, exclusive DJ mixes, and more, don't forget to search for and subscribe to the Electric Forest Radio Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, or visit electricforestfestival.com slash radio. 